702 Healthy Lifestyle. It's now 25 minutes to uh, 3 o'clock. Today is World AIDS Day. And one of the things that uh, uh, we are looking at this afternoon in our conversation with MSF um, has to do with HIV self-testing. And I've asked you your thoughts on this, and you can SMS on 31702, as well as uh, giving us a call on 011-883-0702. Because the reality is that in South Africa, AIDS is still a growing epidemic. It is not shrinking because the rate of new transmissions is not dropping fast enough. Um, We also had news that uh, from the time of diagnosis, or as soon as a diagnosis, a positive diagnosis is made, treatment needs to start as possible in order to keep uh, um, the, 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 the count, the viral load down and to reduce the chances of transmission to another person. So there have been several positive developments and uh, HIV self-testing kits are one of those. So are you for, are you against, what other interventions to come to mind as far as our efforts in uh, uh, having an AIDS-free generation become a reality? It's 11 883 and 31702 for your SMSs. Dr. Mir Shrofi, who is a medical coordinator at MSF South Africa, joins us uh, uh, right now. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, good afternoon. Uh, very nice to be on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm speaking to you from Kailicha, which isn't too far from where I am as well. Um, and this is where you have a, a, a campaign going on. Tell me more about the work you're doing in Kailicha's MSF. Yeah, sure. Uh, no, we're just a uh, World, Aid, World AIDS Day event here today in Kailicha, mm-hmm. because as MSF working in South Africa, we have uh, we have operations in Kailicha, in Ashawi, in Ambongawane, in KwaZulu Natal, and also in Rustenburg. Mm-hmm. And in in Kailicha, we have a range of programs looking at uh, HIV, but also TB, and in particular, drug resistant TB. And, um, and yeah, I noticed you talked just earlier about self-testing, and Kailich yes. is one of the places. Kailich is one of the places where we've been starting to offer people self-tests at uh, um, at some of the at some of the hubs in Kailicha where people can take the self-test. Some mm-hmm. people who maybe don't want to test at the at the facility, maybe. Uh, uh, for whatever reason, just want to test in the privacy of their own in their own home, um, and uh, it's, uh, it, it's it's going well. I mean, we think self tests are a, a useful new tool to help identify some of the people who we still don't know about who are living with HIV out in the communities. Mm. Uh, what about the aspect of counselling, though? Because from, uh, uh, you know, this has always been part and parcel of the process of uh, testing, that there's, that there's support uh, that accompanies a test. Yeah, look, there, it's a good point, and there still needs to be support. Uh, we just need to think of different ways of doing, of doing that support. Usually when people test, uh, there's a there's a there's counseling or support at, at two parts of the of the process. We have this pre-test counseling, where we explain to people you know what they're about to do, the implications of uh, of uh, the results, and then we have a post-test counseling where particularly if someone's positive, they need the information uh, and uh, and the support of someone 
who can take them through the next stage in their journey to, to starting treatment. Now with self-tests, look, one of the big benefits of self-tests is that it, it allows people to test outside of the typical health system and health structures. Mm-hmm. And we do, we, we need to look at ways of doing, maybe doing that pre-test counseling a little bit differently. So where we did self-tests in KwaZulu-Natal, we were, we, we were able to give people um, the pre-test counseling material in the waiting room. Another thing we're doing is, you know, looking at giving better and more health promotion material. Uh, so the, pre, the, the counseling before the test happens, we, can, we, we are looking at doing in different ways. That said, mm-hmm. when, when someone does test positive, whether it's through normal testing or through a self-test, it's very important that that result is uh, confirmed at the clinic and then that person, if they've self-tested, gets to the clinic to start on antiretroviral treatment. Right. And do you believe in the probability then of that happening? Um, because, as you say, this is to take out, and we know the failures or the shortcomings of our health system where uh, people feel that they can't turn to the clinics because of the cues and how they are labeled or how visible their they, they, they condition is to the broader community. And they feel that the, the, the treatment and the exchange with, with the healthcare professionals um, does not make them feel comfortable enough to turn to the formal structure. So we, 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 we know that there are those shortcomings, there are those failures. Um, so does this then, as you say, someone will take, will do a self-test in the privacy of their own home, but is there then a link? Is there a high success rate of them conducting the test and then turning to the very same facilities to start treatment? Uh, it's a very good question, actually. We are relatively early in our experience with self-test and we don't have ourselves a lot of uh, a lot of um, information on on uh, how well people will link to care, as we say, like how often. But the inf- what we do have uh, uh, looks looks pretty promising, and there's a lot of studies from elsewhere that are also mm-hmm. pretty promising. So, so look, bro- I mean, broadly speaking, um, we do think that given the right information at the time when they take the test away, that people who test positive probably will um, link to care. Ultimately, it's a person's, you know, everyone's on a, on a, on a journey, on a, on a pathway. Yeah. Um, and, you know, people are, it's up to everyone to make their own decision about, you know, what they want to do. We, we want to empower people, give them the information, give them the tools to make the right decision to test, and then if they're positive, uh, to get somewhere where they can get treatment. Right. Um, so let's take calls as well. Uh, we're taking SMSs and calls on this issue. My guest is Dr. Amir Shrofi. Um, he is a medical coordinator for Doctors Without Borders, MSF. And he joins us on the line. It is World AIDS Day. And South Africa is in the process of finalizing uh, the, the, the next five-year plan in our efforts to combat HIV and TB, as well as sexually transmitted infections. So here we are with new tools, such as HIV self-testing tools that 
you can conduct at home. And it means that we have to uh, imagine other measures. We have to introduce other measures that will help us in combating HIV and AIDS. So what are those other means? I'd love to hear from you on this on 011-883-0702 and then 31702 for your SMSs. MSF is doing a lot of work on the ground. They say that they need to take, they, they take HIV testing closer, as close as possible uh, to communities. So through the two sites in SON, KZN, as well as um, in Kailicha, there's some learnings, there's some insights to draw from. So it's 011-883-0702 and 31702 for your SMSs. 702 Healthy Lifestyle Yes, it's now 14 minutes to three and we're talking about uh, uh, um, HIV and AIDS. Today is World AIDS Day and our efforts at South Africa continue as far as combating the, uh, the, the virus is concerned. And we're finalizing our next five-year plan. Um, of course, yesterday we saw news, exciting news, that uh, South Africa is potentially going to license uh, the world's first HIV vaccine and it's resting on 15 research sites. So fingers crossed and it's going to be quite a process three years with volunteers who are participating in the study to see if there is indeed a vaccine so the study will establish whether the experimental regimen uh, safely prevents hiv infections amongst south african adults and it's something that the vaccine was modified from trials that had been done in thailand in 2009 so we're taking it further because the thailand cases showed that there was modest efficacy more efficacy of about 31 in preventing new infections. So we need to improve on this because so much rests on the success of a vaccine or perhaps a cure. So MSF uh, Medical Coordinator that's Dr. Amir Shofri joins us on the line now as we look at some of the interventions that they've embarked on. So Dr. Shofri, talk talk to us about what you've been doing in SOA and Kalich especially with regards to bringing testing as close as possible to communities. What have these exchanges and interactions look like? How have they manifested? How have, they, have you carried them out? Sure. Uh, yeah, I definitely do that. Maybe I was just wondering, it would just be a really good time just to mention to your listeners, uh, to when we talk about testing, I, I don't know if, the, if it, the message has really got out there to everyone, but every single person in the country who has ever tested positive for HIV is eligible to start treatment. So mm-hmm. in the past, uh, eligibility for treatment used to be based on your degree of immune deterioration based on your CD4 count. Mm. And uh, just in the last few months, the, the government of South Africa the Depart- and the Department of Health took the very positive step to open up treatment to absolutely everyone who has HIV. So... I think when we talk about testing, uh, I mean, it's really useful just to just to put that message out there to yes. anyone listening. In fact, yeah, can yeah. we take this call from Paniso because it yeah. uh, comes out of that statement. Hello, Paniso. Hello. Yes, Paniso, good afternoon. How are you, Daniel? I'm good, thank you. Uh, 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 how are you? Yeah, how are you? Uh, last three months, I went for testing the, 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 the ladies come in the came in the area our area when i went there then we tested she asked me so many questions then the other thing that like up to now um, it's like i didn't believe she said once you've been tested you're positive sometimes it happens that if you take your med- your medication correctly 
it happens sometimes that after you come back, maybe like after a year, you are going to be negative, even if you were found to be positive. So I just I just wanted to find out is it true or maybe she was I don't know because it was the first time I heard something like that. Doctor Shofi. Yeah. So yeah. So look, unfortunately, once you have um, HIV, you will always have HIV for the rest of your life. There is no there is no cure um, at the moment. Uh, we hope that at some point in the future, science will help us discover a cure, but there is not one at the moment. What I think this lady was referring to was that if you have been found to be positive and you take your treatment, um, sometimes uh, that can affect the test results. So you might not always get an accurate test result in the future. But the important message uh, here is that once um, once you've been confirmed to have HIV, and it's important to say that after you have the first test, you should have a second test to confirm the result. But once the disease has been confirmed, then it is a lifelong disease. Mm. Um, the good news is that everyone who has HIV is now eligible for treatment in South Africa. Yes, and that would and, be lifelong um, treatment. Lifelong treatment, but the, mm. the medicines now... Um, are really so much better than they used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really probably one of the most important developments over the past few years. And it means that if you take your antiretroviral treatment regularly, you can expect to have a, a, a full and healthy life mm-hmm. um, as far as uh, HIV is concerned. Let's hear from Michael next in Benoni. Hello, Michael. Hi, Alana. Uh, yeah, yes. the- my biggest problem uh, with the HIV is the, is the stigma. The, the stigma uh, is driving uh, fear to people, uh, a lot of people, to, to because if they have found out that there is some 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 people uh, tend to to get depressed and then and then those people, there are people who are driving the stigma. You find uh, on on social media, people are sort of like I, I know I know it's a good thing to be happy that he has been he has been tested uh, negative. But then you see the display of, of their results on, on social media, uh, making other people to, mm-hmm. to feel that, uh, yeah, you, you certain, all, all of a sudden feel that those people who are negative now, they, how are they feeling that? And then the, and the, and the, the messages that they write, that they are, they are negative, okay. and, and they're putting it in, in, a, in a very bluntly uh, arrogant manner, you know, that, so yeah, it, it, it drives. So I would be happy if maybe there can also be people who are active on on social media who are positive and and, and active okay. that they are positive and and they they're not gonna be be pulled down mm. you know by people who t- who, are, who tested a, a negative and then they they gonna be made to feel that they are okay. outcast and all those kind of things. Yeah, so all right, to I counter and to diminish the, the the stigma. Thank you so much for that. That is Michael's suggestion there. And then Don in Benoni. Hello. Good day, everybody. Yes. Azania, I'm saying yeah. on our self test kit, mm. you say the complication is what people discover that they are positive. They are positive. They will necessarily need a counselling. But people, since they're trying to avoid stigmatization, they are not bold enough to go to professional structures for that. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, though I appreciate that we are looking at all else, but we are trying too hard. The 
the best solution is if we as a people can make it uncool to the busy bodies uncool to be poking our noses into other people to be to be uncool to stigmatize people to, to be uncool to be labeling people this culture it will be a new culture that will take hold and we need to uh, uh, advertise aggressively we utilize billboards we utilize television we utilize radio spreading that message i'm telling you this new culture is going to take over because really Avania, everybody, whether you are poor, you are rich, you are ugly, you are beautiful, you are exposed to these things. You understand? So it is. This is the approach that we need, we need to to employ. And I, yes. another thing, going forward, is going to be helpful for us because truly speaking, Avania, poking your business into other people is a terrible habit. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. So there is Don calling for a campaign to make it uncool to label and to stigmatize the HIV, you know, so we need to police each yeah. other uh, when it comes yeah. to that. So you've heard two different or similar ideas around what we need to do to bring down the stigma, to rid, uh, yeah. rid ourselves of it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Great. I mean, really nice to hear those views from uh, from your callers. I mean, stigma is still a problem. And uh, the, it's, yeah, I mean, I think all of us have a role to... To prevent it and yeah the things that your callers suggest um yeah i mean working on social media working through grassroots advocacy i mean organizations like tech if you come to kailicha today you'll see people with t-shirts that say hiv positive mm. whether whether you've got the disease or not to be positive about it uh because it's not it's not a some big sentence anymore it's uh it's a very treatable disease and the stigma comes from a past time, and um, yeah, it's the it's the it's people uh, it's people like that who are going to help to break it. We've got seven million people in this country living with HIV. Mm-hmm. Uh, if everyone, if everyone who has HIV or and everyone who doesn't have HIV can, um, yeah, try yes. try and get over this stigma. That is still yes. such a big problem. I want to get your insights as well, Doctor Shrofi, on how you've been able to access. A- uh, 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 segments of the population that are hard to reach. Um, I think it was at uh, the conference that took place in Durban around that time, there were uh, there was a re- re- research that was released by University of KwaZulu-Natal and in it they talked about how reluctant men are to test and that perhaps we need to make centres more male-centric in one way or another, make it more accessible but find inroads and ways of reaching men. Have you had much success in SON Kailicha? Yeah, we we have. I mean, we've had some, look, we've had some uh, success with this. Uh, so we do have a male clinic in uh, Kailicha and in uh, KZN. We're looking at ways to make services more male friendly. So we know that men don't uh, access uh, services as well as women do. And some of the things that we that we do to make services a bit more accessible to men is we. We look at male staff. We look at late operating hours for men who are coming home late for work. We look at having uh, services close to taxi ranks and easy, accessible places. So those kind of things do actually work. And then offering other services that men need on the same location, such as um, uh, treatment for uh, sexually transmitted infections. And then in terms of you know, accessing other groups, and, and I think that leads a little bit from your previous question as well. Um, mm. Different ways of testing seem to work for different people. So mm. uh, 
some people will come to the clinic and get tested in the clinic, and that's great. Uh, some people, for, to get some groups, it really helps to be able to test actually in the community. So, for example, in KZN, we have uh, community workers who do door-to-door testing. We have uh, vans that go out into the community to run testing events. And we also set up um, in places like colleges and farms uh, simple sites where people can go to test. And then, obviously, this other new t- newer tool of the of the self-test is just another piece of the jigsaw. So yeah, yeah. All, all of these things are going to work for slightly different groups of the population. Uh, people, everyone, you know, everyone's different. Everyone has, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, slightly different needs. So we have to respond to that a bit. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time today. No, thanks very much for having me. And, uh, yeah, I just... Uh, uh, really nice to hear some of those positive um, thoughts coming mm-hmm. from your uh, your listeners. Uh, so, yeah, hope Absolutely. everyone has a good World Age Day. Yeah, thank you. That's medical coordinator Dr. Amir Shrofi.